All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. This is Simone Grogan with your top stories this Wednesday afternoon. Perth company Infinite Green Energy has linked up with Korea's Samsung to pursue the development of a world-scale hydrogen plant just south of Dongara. With an estimated cost of $4.8 billion, the Aerosmith plant is forecast to produce up to 300 tonnes of green hydrogen per day, or 100,000 tonnes per year, for domestic and export markets. It will include 700 megawatts of electrolyzers to convert water into hydrogen, powered by a massive 750 megawatts of solar panels, 1,550 megawatts of wind turbines, and 240 megawatts of batteries. The companies have not yet provided details on funding sources for the project, which is targeting first production in 2028. The Memorandum of Understanding between Infinite and Samsung CNT comes four years after the unlisted Perth company initiated the Aerosmith project. It originally targeted the domestic Western Australian market with production of up to 42 tonnes per day. However, the company switched focus in 2021 and prepared design concepts for an export terminal, including a subsea pipeline to transfer the hydrogen to ships. Infinite Managing Director Stephen Gould said partnering with Samsung CNT was an important step that continued to to strengthen the confidence of all stakeholders in the project. And in other news, the Economic Regulation Authority has knocked back a proposal by Western Power to jack up streetlight costs that would likely have been passed on to residents. Reviewing the state electricity provider's latest price list, the ERA indicated that a 7.43% average increase put forward to accommodate for rising input costs broadly complied with regulatory requirements. However, a 43.85% proposed streetlight tariff was scaled back substantially by the regulator to 7.5%, in line with the ERA's forecast of the average average increase in network charges. The decision has been welcomed by local governments, who the WA Local Government Association said had been blindsided when Western Power lodged its proposed price list in April. Councils argued that they would have had to pass on the highest street lighting cost to residents, who were all set to receive at least a $400 energy credit as part of cost of living relief measures handed down in the state budget last week. In handing down the decision, ERA Chair Steve Edwell said it had acknowledged the concerns and that it was important for local governments to have reasonable notice of any changes. And in other news, Nexus Airlines has been launched to expand the Western Australian interregional flight network, bolstered by a $4 million investment from the state government. The new airline, owned by Avia, would expand flight routes between Geraldton, Caratha, Port Hedland and Broome, with services set to commence on July 10. Nexus Airlines will also deliver upgraded flight services, lower airfares and a new Geraldton to Perth service through the state government's commitment of $4 million delivered over four years until June 2027. The 76-seater planes are tipped to increase the capacity of the existing interregional flight network, which currently uses AVS nine-seater planes. The launch of the new airline has been welcomed by the Tourism Council of Western Australia, who said it would strengthen tourism opportunities for destinations such as Kununurra and Geraldton. And that's all for your headlines this afternoon. Coming up next on the podcast, I catch up with senior journalist Jack McGinn to discuss my interviews with three stalwarts of WA's broking industry. The business world is teeming with opportunities to succeed and every day is a chance for the ambitious to learn, know and grow. Over recent years, we have built the greatest business journalist team in WA, delivering you the most trusted, comprehensive, intelligent and up-to-date news across every sector, every platform, every day. 
No fluff, all informative stuff. At Business News, we believe progress boils down to one simple habit. That is, what you subscribe to today shapes what you will become tomorrow. Subscribe to success. Subscribe to Business News. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash subscribe for more information. Welcome back to Our Close of Business. I'm Jack McGinn and today I'm joined by Simone Grogan. Simone, how are you? Very well, thank you. For the most recent 30th anniversary edition of the publication, you wrote a piece about the Western Australian resources industry, but looking at it from a slightly different approach, you spoke to a number of people who've been involved in stockbroking over those 30 years. There's a lot of people and a lot of personalities as well that make, make the money that makes it all tick. In, in the same week as uh, Euros Hartley's has moved to the top of QV1, which is a WA success story at the top of a very iconic WA building, I figured it would be a really good time to have a chat about that piece. Definitely. Uh, who did you Who did you speak to? So I spoke with three, whether they'll appreciate this term or not, stalwarts of the industry, um, if you will. I went to, I tried to find three people who I thought would have been around the longest and done a lot of deals and seen a lot of changes on the street. So I went and spoke to John Featherby, who was chairman at Hartley's for eight years, uh, between 2008 and 2015, 16, I believe. And he joined in the late 80s, actually, at Hartley's. So been there a while and was with the business until after its merge with Euros. So he's seen a fair bit of um, action over the years. Um, then I also spoke with Eddie Rigg, who co-founded Argonaut and still runs it and still very much an active presence in town. And also Michael Manford, who has been uh, with then Patterson Security since the 70s, so some 44 years in the business. And he stayed on as executive chair in Perth and is really that link to the old world of broking. Some have argued was lost when Canaccord took over Patterson's, depending on who you ask. Um, But nonetheless, they've still got a massive presence here and and Michael's been around a very long time. So I was really thrilled that the three of them wanted to sit down and chat. It was a great learning experience for me and really enjoyable to, um, to hear their stories. And what were your main takeaways from speaking to such big names in the WA broking industry? I enjoy the human side of business and hearing people's stories and the tough times and, and the good times. And um, one of the things that stuck out to me, you know, my interviews with with these three was um, something that John Featherby said, which was um, talking about one his passion for the sector that he realised he had, and two this idea of patience that markets are always going to turn, commodities are always going to fall in and out of favour. But for an industry that can be fairly dynamic and exciting, you know, stockbroking that is, a lot of, you know, a lot of the time he said it really is just about that patience aspect. Also, Michael Manford had a similar view. I mean, he's been around for that many commodity cycles that he's just sort of built this trust in the market and understanding of what it's likely to do and has become something of a constant for the younger brokers who come into Canaccord and perhaps haven't seen too many troughs yet. And I also really enjoyed hearing about Eddie Rick and his experience with the GFC and how honest he was about that and what it was like to be sat there questioning the future of the global financial system, but also that he had a plan and that they were able to survive and how important planning is in these types of industries or when dealing with capital markets really is so important. So, yeah, they were my highlights for me. It's a really interesting space and obviously it, it makes WA tick in terms of getting that money 
uh, into the projects that need it. What were some of the highlights of the deals that were done by the brokers you spoke to for your piece? Yeah, really interesting to hear about this. I mean, they're all obviously resource focused. For Canaccord, they spoke about the Northern Star Saracen deal a couple of years ago, which saw the Kalgoorlie Super Pit come back into Australian hands. So a major transaction at the time that was actually done, I think, the month after Canaccord and Patterson merged. So quite a watershed moment in terms of WA deals and for, for those two firms, you know, kicking it off really strongly. Eddie Rigg was particularly proud of DeGray and the Hemi discovery. That was something he felt he'd backed for a long time and that people had laughed when he said that this was going to be one of the greatest skull discoveries since Telfer. Um, so I think he enjoyed picking picking that one. And for John, he had a lot of praise for Mark Creasy and Mark Bennett and the Nova Fraser range nickel discovery in 2012, which he said had been an area that no one had really been willing to give much kudos to, uh, but that those two dug their heels in and ended up with a project that was later taken over by Independence Group, who we now know are IGO, for 1.8 billion. So pretty standout transaction there. So I really enjoyed, really enjoyed chatting to them and uh, to hear some of their insights. What have we learned from the past 30 years of stockbroking in Perth that could be applied across the, the next decade or so? That is a very interesting question. I think for me, just that idea of trusting commodity cycles or trusting the market, it's almost like if you stick around long enough, you know what's likely to come next and how long it's likely to be in a a peak or a trough and you can sort of prepare and be ready to weather those storms. I'm sure that's a valuable lesson regardless of how old you are when you come into the industry. Um, That's probably the main takeaway for me. certainly would be and I can imagine, given the experience of the people you spoke to, that they've weathered many a storm in their time. Definitely. Simone, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.